Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Journey Powell, and I am so excited about this because our guest today is Mr. Maxton Gig Beasley Junior, otherwise Max. <laughs> Thanks to everyone who's already nominated a mum to win with Swan this Christmas. There's not long left for you to nominate a mum you feel deserves a treat after a tough year. Don't forget, we're giving one person a voucher worth £2,000 to spend with Swan. Keep listening to find out more details and visit swanbrand.co.uk to check out some of their amazing products. The Hot Mess Mums, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. I thought I met you initially when it was, uh, were you with Misha? I just remember being in a club somewhere, a dark, dirty club, and I'm sure Misha was there. When would wow, you? Wow, that would have been 1990. Yeah, that's when, I'm sure I, met, I remember you there, and then with... Um, Obviously, with Jason and take that, yeah. boys. Yeah, it just all sort of goes a bit weird. I don't know. I'm the same. I can't remember a bloody thing, but mine's hormones. I got a bit, I got, got quite proud of you because I've got an 11 year old who's in the other room watching Netflix like they all do. And um, I was like, I'm just going to win because she was going, Who are you interviewing, man? What are you, who is it today? And I went, Oh, this guy. And then so I put George Benson on. And then oh, I wow. went, you know, Yeah. And then I put, like, she, I just play Stevie Wonder all the time. I went, He's played. He, He's done percussion with these guys. And she was like, and her eyes nearly fell out of her head because that's all I play at home, you see. I'm an oldie. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she was well impressed. Oh, that's ace. Yeah, man, them, those guys are amazing. Those guys were a great, great time. You know, for, for a musician to be able to play with those guys was unbelievable. Um, especially Stevie. He was, he was amazing. Um, I think probably the best. Actually, no. The best musician, but for um, for live performance, the best thing I, I think that I was lucky enough to do was with uh, Mr. Brown, with James Brown. That was unbelievable. He uh, he had so much charisma. Coming, I mean, what a man! And he was probably seventy six at the time, but he, he just his aura was incredible. You know, yeah. I was very nervous actually. I got stage fright for the first time in my life on that show. I can't imagine you getting stage fright. Really? No, I, I suppose I, yeah. It's James Brown. We were playing three songs together: "Prisoner of Love." It's Magic and Georgia. And it's yeah. just me and him, piano. The band are all there. And it's, for the first one, it was Georgia. I had a suit on because I wanted to look right for him, you know, and I was sat back. He invited me into his room before and he just was staring at me. And I was, it was a bit weird. And he was having his feet massaged by his wife. And he said, we're going to have a little fun right here. And I was like, okay, yes, sir. And I knew from working with Carlene Anderson, that she was his goddaughter, I think. And I knew yeah. that it's always Mr. Brown. There's no baseball caps. It was like a very tightly run shit. And I wanted to do the best I could for him. I nearly didn't go down. My friend was in Armley Jail. He'd been in for two years and he was on, a, he was on remand. He was looking at a 30-year stretch. And anyway, he got a not guilty. And he came down to see me and I said, I don't want to go. I'm too nervous. And he went, mate, I've been in a 9 5 cell for two years. We're going. <laughs> I want a night out. And I'm like, okay. So we went. And then we got to the bit where it's amazing because he has his front man 
warm up the crowd, James, and they're, and they're all grooving, you know, and it's about 15 minutes. So by the yeah. time he walks on, everyone's elated. Up, up, you? He introduces me, dead show business. I've never met him in my life. And he's like, one of my favorite men and, and my greatest friend on earth. And he, and he introduces me and I go on, and I'm nervous, man. I am nervous. And I start playing Georgia. That was the first track. So I do the introduction and he starts singing the other tune. A prisoner of love and normally I'd be able to like adapt and then yeah. get rid of the music but I was so nervous I just stopped playing and it was on t it was a live broadcast and I just put my hands on I just sat behind the piano like a 10 year old kid and it was horrific and he went when a man plays with his idol he can some and he started filling in he says <laughs> Did it again so then I start playing prisoner of love for him because you're always following the artist and he just yeah. goes Georgia, and I went, oh, oh. <laughs> but I got round it, I got round it that time, and, 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 it, and it was amazing, and you know what, he, he, he died four weeks later, so I was really glad I played with him. You see, you're a pro though, that's it, you, you handled it, didn't you? Did all right. What, what I love about you is that I love the way, from all the techie stuff you must have to do, especially with music, etc., you've only just made your own little DIY sound booth. And you were so yeah. excited about it. Well, so I was, because I wanted to earn. Yeah. <laughs> I was well excited. I was like, let's go, guys. It's so working. Yeah. I was well impressed. So, I mean, that's the thing. You've got the outsider. It was great, actually, because I'd actually auditioned for another job for Jason Bateman and didn't get it. And then he spoke to casting woman, Alexa Fogel, who's been brilliant, actually, for 10, 12 years with me. She's always tried to slot me into stuff. And he said, trying for that, for Paddy Considine's brother. and um, and then they give it to me, which was amazing, flying out there and do, you do all your due diligence. And yeah, it was a great shoot because not just Ben Mendelsohn and, and Cynthia Vero, but like people like Bill Camp, brilliant character actors from New York, Yul Vasquez, Mark Menchaca, an amazing team. And uh, it's on you, man. It's, you know, there's no messing, you've got, to, you've got to deliver. So you just have to prep, 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 and then go and do the work. But I was really... Delighted to be a part of that show. You're talking with such passion about prep, 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 because I do these things called inexperience with, right? So I interview like Arnold Schwarzenegger or I sliced alone. I was just before COVID, um, was going to do Al Pacino, but he's very similar to you. I'm going to tell him, but he's quite a method actor and so are you, aren't you? I'm obsessive. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> well, because, because here's what I think. I think that if you get a chance to do work, it's so difficult, especially the acting game. You, you have to... You've got to nail it, man, and, 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 and it's there for 100 years on film, isn't it? You can't, you can't wing any of this stuff. But unfortunately, because I, I do suffer from uh, obsessive compulsive thoughts, I, it, it does transfer into all parts of life. I, I can't, you know, I couldn't just, I got into cooking at one point and I, I couldn't just read books. I'd have to go on cooking courses. You know, I went to the manoir four times, you know. But when I got there, it was difficult. And I finished it and they went, congratulations on course one. And I went, course one, what? There's, there's four courses. I went, oh, really? Right, slot me in then next month, month two. And then, so it's that and, and it's like, I can't, I can't just try and learn Italian. I have to go out there. And, and that can become a, you know, and they talk about OCD in a very light, light terms of, oh, you might want to put you, make everything nice and tidy. But it's actually can be, if you're, if you're imbued with it, it can be quite gelding, you know, because if things aren't, done right it it sets you off i think certainly with 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 acting on film or tv there are so many exterior pressures 
you can always, if, if you ever have a wobble, you can just go back and go, nah, nah, I put, I put hundreds of hours of work into this. I know what I'm doing. Let's just be in the moment. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Anyway. No, I just blag everything and I try to get away with the men of men. She's like this thing where sometimes when we have experts on about a certain topic, if she get them on because she's really interested in the topic and then she has a list of questions for them, not because she wants to interview them really, but because she wants to help herself. So she yeah, so awesome. Now, you might be a bit... You might be a little bit confused because it's called Hot Mess Mums, but then we have Hot Mess Mums Sons. And the other thing that I loved, and this is great, like women love this, by the way, and lots mm. of people have got the hots for you still. Oh, they say that to really? me as well, so don't think that's bad because I get, What's oh, my still? dad really fancies you. Yeah, they go, oh, I used to really fancy you. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, I'm still here. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> um, hello? Well, it's hard Ooh. for women, isn't it? It's harder for women. It's easier for men because you sort of, there's a vibe, there's a marketplace for men, but it's really hard on women, man, and certainly in the business as well. But I know what you're saying. You're still very pretty. I wasn't fishing for a compliment, but thanks. No, I know. You think so? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. really? Okay. Um, but <laughs> but what, what, what's interesting um, with sort of um, what you've done is you've, you've changed the way you've, you've... I mean, I remember when you said once, um, it was something like, um, the only person I'll ever marry is myself. Oh, my God, yeah. I've, I've seen that quote. I've seen that quote as well. I think I was about 20 when I said that. And yeah. I, you know what else as well? Uh, Omar sent me a, um, Omar sent me, whose birthday it is today. A, a, There's a, nothing a, like this. You know, yeah. I've been working on a track for him uh, yesterday. He sent me a track and said, we put percussion and vibes on. And I was like, yeah, and he's, he's, I, love, I love playing. But he sent me a video of um, the first ever gig that I did um, at Dingwalls. And I, was, I was, think I was 19. And it was a great band and everything. And the music was great. But I did look at myself and go, what a tool. Very cocky. <laughs> cocky very, shit. Very cocky, man. And, and I think I only just about got away with it because I, I could play a bit, like, you know, but I didn't like it. I didn't like looking at it. And um, But we all evolve, don't we, you know? But family's done that for you, hasn't it? Because that's, that's oh, what yeah. you're getting at. Yeah. You two yeah, gorgeous little so. girls and Jennifer. Me, yeah, me two, little, me two little diamonds. I think, well, it puts everything into perspective, doesn't it? You know, you get off the treadmill and you, you just go, it's all about, it really is all about them. And then, you know, in the past when, when things had come in that would be great, it would be your ego a bit going, ah, oh, belting. Now it is genuinely great. She can continue to go to that school. That, that'll get sorted for her. And I, honestly, I really do live for me two girls. And I do think my daughter, um, my eldest daughter, I got sober like about three months before she was born. So she's probably saved my life as well, you know. So um, they're very instrumental in my life, those girls. Does it, um, you know, because you're out in LA, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So does that help with being sober? Because I know like out there, it's very clean living. I've got a, and a friend of mine who's an actor who is out there. And I remember when he went and he said he wasn't drinking at all like, you know, he became very healthy with his food. It's kind of a lifestyle thing. So did, it, did that help you in any way, like where you live? Because over here, drinking's quite a cultural thing, I guess, in the UK. Everyone does it. It's definitely a cleaner life here, but that, and, and, which is ironic because the levels of stress are magnified, you know, tenfold because of, it's an entertainment industry. Los Angeles is everybody's in the business and it's this vacuous 
volatile it can be a volatile hellhole so the pressures are, are heightened but um and i actually ironically got um got, got it together in in canada um but um yeah there's a lot of i mean if you're struggling it's a great place to be because of the amount of meetings you can take there's there's something like 900 a day over the over the county you know but wow. um but um yeah it's one of them things isn't it when she was she was being born things were getting sloppy and I, I just really had allergic reactions to alcohol and it was time to say, no, that's, that's the end of it really, you know. And then with due diligence and with good people and working the program and doing that properly, you can do really, you can do well on it. And people say, do you, do, you know, do you miss it? And I used to collect wine. I was in an file. I really stood, again, Jenny, getting back to that thing about obsessive stuff. I, I had to learn everything about Bordeaux, about Claret. I'd say to people in restaurants, don't taste the wine when, when they're pouring it to see if you like it. You sniff it. Then they go, oh, hold on. Let's get him a great bottle. But no, I learned about south of the Gironde, north of the Gironde, all the different clarets, all the different... I really was into it and collected it. And I missed that, that, I missed that process. Like, mm -hmm. It's kind of like your tools. You know, heroin addicts have their tools. You know, um, alcoholics have their tools. It's kind of... You're decanting and all. But I don't miss waking up in a different city or mm. not knowing at all what happened the night before or offending people or I, or, or I don't miss any of that. So it's the only way forward for me. Otherwise, I won't be here, you know, and I've got two, two girls and a wife to support. So there you go. And the way you met Jennifer, I love, because you were on a blind date, but not with her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely Kelly's correct. loving all this. She's a oh, bit quiet because wow. she can't. It's like watching two old farts just like reminiscing <laughs> about when they were really naughty. No, it's not. It's, not honestly, it's fab. It's so lovely. And you're so open and interesting. But I didn't expect it, you know, to be like this, I guess. I'm loving it. It's great. So, well, yeah. No, Jenny was, uh, it was amazing because I was on a blind date with her mate. And her mate said, um, yeah, we're meeting at this place and she was invading a little bit and a little bit sloppy. And I was like, oh, okay. She said, I'm with like 12 of my girlfriends. Is that all right? I said, oh yeah, that's great. Bring them down. All came down and um, I was like, okay. But I started speaking to this girl I was on the date with and she was on the gear. I could tell straight away and I was like, oh no, that's not for me now. And then her mates came in and then I was like, oh, I've done that. But then Jenny sat down and she's like, hey, and I went, how are you doing? And talking and she was from minnesota not an la lady and there uh, and there's a difference midwest mm -hmm. girls are more rooted you know and uh, she's like what do you do i said oh, i'm a writer i didn't say i was an actor and um and and then um yeah and we started dating and that was it wow. but now i have i have sabrina in bellaboo and all that you can do as a dad is just give them love and i tell her every night like i love her with all my heart our hot mess mums telling it like it is Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Not long left for you to nominate a mum who deserves a treat this Christmas. This year has been tough, but we want to help give one mum a Christmas to remember for the right reasons this year. Our friends at Swan are helping us do this by giving you a voucher for their products for a massive £2,000. Now, if you don't know about Swan, their homeware products are amazing. They're great quality, super stylish. This money can go a long way to giving your home a facelift this Christmas. We want to find the most deserving mum in the Hot Mess Mums Club, someone who's had the most challenging 12 months. To find them, we want you to nominate someone you know that's gone above and beyond this year, being an incredible mum in the most trying times. 
To do this, all you need to do is go to hotmessmumsclub.com forward slash win and let us know all about the person you're nominating. Entries close at 23.59 on Thursday, 3rd of December, 2020. After this, we'll go through all the entries before finding our hero mum of 2020. Good luck. Kelly Pegg, Jenny Powell, Hot Mess Mums. You said to me the other day, because I'm, I'm meant to be doing my film um, next year, and she's like, Dad, who's playing your daughter? I said, uh, I'm not cast yet. Well, oh. I am. Uh, I'm like, okay, but you've got to speak Manchester. What do I have to say? I said, uh, I don't know. Uh, there's a bit in it where you, you say, you don't want the toast, it's no good. Can I have some chocolate? Straight in. Toast is no good. Can I have me chocolate? I went, what? <laughs> what? I said, say that again. And she did it again. And she went, who's, who's the lead of the show? I said, oh, it's your dad. No, I want to be. I said, no, it's not about a kid, Sabrina. It's about, it's about the mafia in the 60s. It's, it's not going to work. And she's like, okay, well, give me a couple of lines. And she's seven, man. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, so, so you'll be but, casting your daughter. And we won't not be for it because it sounds like she's, she deserves it. No, she's got to go in. It's only a day. And then uh, my nephew yeah. is yeah. like, my sister's kid, Ernie. He's a ringer for me. Everyone goes, he's, it's got to be your kid. And I'm like, no, nah, he, he can be the kid. Yeah, why not, you know? Why not? But um, yeah, that's gonna that'll be exciting. That it's um, Sorry. it's um, nineteen forty six, uh, post war Manchester. Then it's sixty six, and it's a crew of it's a crew of guys uh, that's led by this Machiavellian type, you know, guy who's uh, very very uh, they're very apt at safe blowing. Uh, and then flying squad come up, and uh, Ray Winstone's good, the flying squad copper comes up to try and take this crew down because they do so many right. blowings. But ultimately, it's, it's more it's more of a love story about it's very jacobean in many ways but it's more about the man and his wife but you're, you're the first people i've talked to i've, I've looked back look back at interviews and i can see in 2008 there's one 2012 and i'm going oh my god this is embarrassing it's taking 12 years to get the bloody <laughs> are but, you uh, being filmed in the uk are you doing it in manchester or well we'll stick we'll shoot we'll shoot at one of the studios in london yeah. for all the builds because it's 66 and there's you know, we're building specific things that were around then in Manchester, like the cabaret club was there, uh, the sewers, the bank vaults, all that sort of stuff. But then the location stuff will be somewhere up north. And it's tricky because when you when you're shooting these period pieces, you know, it seems to be it's very obvious when you're watching a film, the directors use very tight frames, like maybe with one period car, one house, because they can't afford really to show yeah. a street full, you know, and so we've got to find Bolton maybe, Oldham maybe, Manchester, I don't know yet, um, but where we've got 15 cars on the street, all the houses are decorated. I, I just like the way you're talking, you know, about the plans you're making and the movie you're making and the way you're making, you You know, you do it, you do it in your the music. Yeah, well, I know I just, the music started because I went, there's no filming, all right, I'll do some, because I did an album, right, a year and a half ago and I just can't, I, I can't find a place to get it out and, and it's, um, but I had Lisa Stansfield, Paul Weller, Omar, um, John Terrell from Smooth and Terrell, Robbie Williams, uh, Fred Durst. I mean, some great artists. It's a fantastic album. And yeah. I, I, I don't know how to get it out. And then, and then I started writing another TV. I'm writing a TV show as well at the moment about a classical pianist alcoholic who has a head-on collision and loses all of his memory. And then we get frag fragments of his past when he's in hospital and when he's tripping on the morphine, we start seeing the real. So there's two linear storylines going at the same time. But 
I just went, that'll be great to, to, to go into the world of alcoholism, to go into the world of codependent relationships. His wife's a coke addict, she's an animal. And, and to go into the world of recovery and actually redemption by the end of it, how somebody buys into the idea of being a world-class famous mm-hmm. pianist. And really at the end of the thing, it doesn't mean anything. It's just about his art and a true love that he does find, you know. So I just start, we're just trying to be, keep busy. We're just trying to keep busy. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel, Jenny, that the, the, the most incredible thing about this whole COVID dynamic is that we're all on the treadmill, aren't we? We've all been on the treadmill all mm-hmm. our lives going, what's next? What's yeah. next? Yeah. What's the thing that we can achieve? Where, what, how, what heights can we attain? Ding, ding, ding. And days are going by, weeks are going by. Then we're in 15 going, what's next? What? And this has gone, bang, stop, be here now. What's happening? And all of a sudden, I'm looking at trees that I walk past normally and don't give a toss about. I'm going, wow, look at the shape of that. Isn't that lovely? And it, it, it's, making mm. us, it's making us slow down, which is ultimately, you know, a meditative goal, isn't it? To be here now, you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. So there's that, but... It's a pain in the ass, if I'm honest. You know, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> how, have you, how, have you guys been, how have you guys been coping with it? So we used to, obviously, when we were recording, we had a studio and we had one in Manchester at my house when I lived there and we had one that we rented in London. So it was fab. We, all our guests would come in Manchester. You know what it's like, quite show busy. So it was dead easy to get people booked in to come in London and everything. And then it hit. And Jen and I were introduced to Zoom because we'd never really sort of done it before, <laughs> technically right. or whatever. And for a start, it was fine because we were just so grateful that we could do Carry it. Carry on, yeah. Yeah, and it helped us through it, I think, especially when we we're like homeschooling and all of that. But oh, yeah. I think we've both found it really tough. And out of that whole time, we've seen each other once. We did a photo shoot in London um, a few weeks ago for the new season. Uh, so everything is like this now. I think, um, you know, I because I was just doing lots of events, lots of live events, black tie, big do's, big interviews, and that all just, that's really obviously gone. Um, right. So I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed actually just having some, uh, I've stopped and I realised that I really was like full pace, running, running, yeah. running, running, going, going, yeah. going. And I think that's because maybe I was in the industry from like 16. So it's all I know. That's all I'm, that's course, all I've ever done. And this industry is one where, you know, you've got to keep going. You've got to stay current. You've got to keep working, working, working. Um, so for me, it was a real education. Can I just ask, do you think, because it is about family as well, obviously, and lovely Jennifer, do you think you're easy to live with? That was no. one thing I actually wrote down. Right, okay. No, I'm oh, not right, easy then. to live with. I'm not easy to live with at all. See, I'm not an asshole, but... And it's an oxymoron, man, because I, I do pride myself on, I think, being quite selfless, but I can also be very selfish. I think that stems from when you work on yourself with any form of addictions and, and, and alcoholism, you have to be selfish at the beginning because if you don't get yourself in order, everyone, it affects everybody. So you, you by default, you have to be. But I, I'm a bit of a pain in the ass. I've got to say, you know, I, 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 if I, I might say to a, I'm just going to go and knock a tune out. I'll be back in a minute and I'll be in there for nine hours, you know, or, and it's hard. If I, I, I might get a call saying you're flying to Atlanta in two days for six months. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I'm off. I've got to work. I've got to earn. Um, so 
How does I'm she handle great. all that then? It, when it, say that Atlanta call comes in, what does she do after saying you what? Does she visit you out there? Is she? Oh, she's obviously very supportive because you look really happy. Well, she's amazingly supportive. She's you know to, to first of all to be with an actor, you've got to have your head tested because <laughs> it's a, such a crazy, it's a mental business. It, it is no doubt about it. It's you know I was just saying to someone the other day. I said we're nearly fifty. We've been doing it for thirty years, and we're still waiting at the end of the phone going, oh, do they want me? It's like, it's embarrassing, really. It's a, it's a daft job. But then when you do do the work and, and, and you do create something, it's fantastic. It, it is, it's addictive in itself. It's like being in the casino. And, and it's a big gamble acting, but the payoffs are big, man. You know, um, some do extremely well. Um, and and there, are, there are many people I know out here that are very talented that don't get a look, don't get any moves on the board. And then some that are not so talented that have a lot of luck, you know, that do well. And the awkward thing is they forget about the struggle that those people sometimes forget about how hard it is and how lucky they are, man, how lucky they are, you know. She'll just, she's amazing. She's, she's, she's a, a phenomenal mother with the children, uh, which is a fault. I mean, someone got, what did she say? I heard her saying, she, I think she said, I'm just a mom the other day. Somebody went, whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> that's, that's an harder job than what we do. Um, you know, we get to get on a plane, fly away, have a couple of days off, have a lie-in. You're up, 20, it's 24 hours. You know, parenting and certainly motherhood is, I, I owe I, I me off to all, all mothers and, and out there and single mothers and, and like, Jesus, it's an incredibly difficult job. And um, she's amazing with the children, I must say. And yeah, they're very rounded, our kids, because she, they've got love from both she and I. And I'm, I'm, I came from a family of, where we're very tactile. We show a lot of love to each other. And so our kids are full of that. And we just drill into them kindness, just kindness, that's it, you know. And, I mean, my, my daughter said to me the other day, she goes, um, that kid was really mean, really mean. I said, well, so how does that make you feel? She said, well, I'm fine, because I just said to him, that's not cool, man. And I went, okay, good. You know, so she's yeah. learning not to hibernate and go, oh my God, why are they being awful? She's, she's expressing her. And that's part of the way Jennifer brings them up. No doubt about it. And myself, you know, and, uh, but I, I genuinely feel that the, the job of a, a women bringing up kids is a full time, full on gig. And it's, it's very, very admirable. We all, we all, all those actors, males especially, that are married, when we get away and we're out in Budapest and we're shooting, don't get me wrong, it depends what you're playing. You know, you're playing a rapist or a lunatic or you've got to do a lot of very dark psychological work and it can be very, very, very taxing emotionally. But there again, they're on the end of the phone when you're in that state, putting up with it, just yeah. going, you know, you, uh, and you're doing 15, 16 hour days and the last, when we did Jamestown, I was in the, I was in the chair for two and a half hours with prosthetics, 105 degrees. I got, you get each stroke, but it ain't like being on the front line in the NHS, is it? Let's face the facts. It's, you know, it's a great job. We're we're lucky. You know what I mean? Um, But, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what we want to say. So actually, us mums are brilliant. Thanks very much, Max. He's better known as Maxter Giggs Beasley Jr. And we love him still after all these years. Let's hear it for Max Beasley. (laughs) Oh, thanks so much. It's been lovely. Really yeah, funny yeah. and entertaining and really interesting. And good for the oh. soul. Yeah, man. Look at the eyes. Boom. <laughs> Go on, kid. 
<laughs> All right, ladies. Thank you ever so oh, much. Take care, Max. Hey, Max. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you. The Hot Mess Mums. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Don't forget, we're giving away an incredible voucher for Swans products worth £2,000 to one mum in the club this Christmas. But we need you to help us. To do this, all you need to do is to go to hotmessmumsclub.com forward slash win and let us know all about the person you're nominating. But hurry, there's not long left. Entries close at 23.59 on Thursday, 3rd of December 2020. After this, we'll go through all the entries before finding our hero mum of 2020. Good luck. <laughs> 